Coaches. Blow the whistle, ay. blow the whistle, ay. blow the whistle, they can't hold a flame against you, ay. blow the whistle, blow the whistle, blow the whistle, got the game, it ain't no issue, yeah. blowing the whistle, I had enough with you, the championship it is gone, ain't listen to you, I can't give it to you, cause you don't know what I've been on, this is the coaches, podcast, ripping up everything, off that, Hey guys, welcome into the Fantasy Coaches Podcast. This is your host, Steve Pintado, and with me as always is my main man, Jabron Curtis. What's going on, Jibs? Just another fabulous day in the neighborhood with me. Um, it's week two of fantasy. We got a lot of things to talk about, uh, a lot of trends to talk about. And hopefully we got to get the right people in your lineup this week, get those week two dubs. Yes, absolutely. I had a couple people reach out saying that they were grateful that uh, we gave them some advice this week. So, you know, that always makes me happy, you know, making sure that we can actually help you guys win championships because that's basically why we really do this. So uh, we thank those who did reach out to us this past week. So and yeah, it's it's week two now, guys. You know, we're full into football season now. If you didn't like your week ones, you know, it's okay. You know, it's only week one. Don't don't freak out yet. You know, you got your waiver wire pickup. Unfortunately, there have been some injuries over the week, so we wanted to quickly talk about. But don't freak out yet, guys. You know, you have time still to adjust, time to get free agents and, and retool and still wins the season here. Week one is not everything, so don't worry about it. But going to the news for this week, uh, there's a bunch of things I'm just going to briefly talk about. You know, Kenny G still not practicing with his hamstring injury. That's something they continue to monitor throughout the week. Uh, Chris Godwin... Uh, enters the concussion protocol. Uh, he had some symptoms today, so hopefully he can get uh, exited from that before Sunday, of course. So uh, I'm not too, too concerned about it. He should be fine. Uh, we all heard about the Allen Robinson news yesterday, Jibs, and he was starting to delete everything Chicago Bears like and gave us a big panic attack in fantasy for about a couple hours until he's like, uh, I love the city, I'm not going anywhere, and kind of calm things down. Yeah, that's the quickest turnover I've seen in... <laughs> In NFL history right there. Usually they want to get out of town, and they're adamant about it. And after Chicago, I would be like, yeah, get me out of here. Get me out of here. Uh, Richard Sherman goes on the IR, and he could be out for at least three weeks. That could be a pretty big thing. The The 49ers defense, the 49ers team is just getting gripped with injuries this year. Uh, they don't really seem like a team that's going to bounce and make another Super Bowl run, it seems like. Uh, Miles Sanders Jibs is looking better for this week, so that is great news for you guys. You sure could use him. Yes, sir. Uh, Devontae Parker is practicing. Uh, Phil Lindsay, this is from the Monday night. Was we did not podcast since the before the Monday night games. Uh, is probably out for a couple weeks with turf toe. Uh, he's currently getting a second opinion on it, which usually doesn't bode well for him. But he should be someone to to just look at, keep your eye on, and and like Jibs, would you drop Phil Lindsay now, that knowing that he's going to be out for a couple weeks if you had to? If I had to, yeah. Giving him five minutes at the IR spot, but I like to hold on to him. But like it's kind of you're in a bad place though too after waivers run yesterday night. So like you know like people already got some of the good players. So like if you need to get that RB, I know there's been a plethora of injuries uh, last week. So if you need to get them, you could drop them. Just, just put a reminder, put them on your watch list and your uh, fantasy yet. Yeah, unfortunately, we couldn't get this in before our waiver show. But, uh, yeah, I mean, if you can't hold him, definitely do it. He was definitely, you know, seeing more target shares 
uh, not target share, but carry shares early on in that game. So, you know, I think he was having a pretty big role, but he probably going to be out for a couple of weeks. Uh, James Conner was another big injury from that Monday night game, ankle sprain. Uh, you know, he's, I don't believe he's practicing right now, but they're hopeful he can play uh, right now. But we're not sure exactly how that's going to work. Uh, you know, what do you really do with James Conner right now, Jibs? Is there anything you just kind of hold on to him? <laughs> Oh, you're excellent. Excellent. <laughs> I know you have him in a bunch of leagues, so. Yeah, I do have him, but I also have Snell, too, so, like, I kind of thought ahead of the curve. But, like, you got to hold on to him with this ankle injury. We know uh, he can't be, like, counted on to be healthy for a full 16-game season, but, you know, it's not as severe. I did see him get in the game, like, maybe one or two times after he sustained the injury, but... It's still kind of too risky to to play him, even if he does come back next week. Yeah, if he, I mean, yeah, I see it. We're getting into our starting sits a little early. I don't even, I didn't even talk about him, but yeah, if he does play this week, I would not be comfortable playing him uh, this coming week. If he does happen to play, I'd rather go elsewhere because you never know if that ankle injury is going to be reaggravated during the game. Uh, Mohamed Snu, uh, a little low-key signing, signs with the 49ers. He can't practice until Friday. I don't know how much I would want to pick him up right now in a redraft league. If he's in, you know, obviously if you have a deep, deep bench or 16-man league, maybe then. But uh, he can't practice until Friday. Good chance he maybe doesn't play this weekend. And then the last thing, Michael Thomas, guys. Uh, high ankle sprain. We kind of mentioned, I believe, on Monday. But it got worse. And now it's a possibility that he could miss a few weeks. Uh, I had enough time in my day to, m- to listen to Mr. Uh, Edwin Paradas. Uh, he is a uh, medical expert in the fantasy industry. Who He has his own podcast, so if you have a chance and want to learn more about injuries, like into in-depthness, he does a great job. Uh, you know, He mentioned usually an average of about 15 days. That's about the average recovery time. And uh, Yeah, I mean, that seems like it could be two weeks, and he said it could really take up to three or five weeks in, in total, you know, cases that I've, you know, he's seen doing this. So, you know, it doesn't do a best-case scenario for right now for him. But, you know, what do you do with Michael Thomas, Jibs, in your eyes? I know you have him somewhere as well. So, you know, what do you do with a guy like Michael Thomas, who obviously is a, you know, first-round pick caliber player, but maybe he's back in a week. Maybe he's out four weeks. Well, the, the, the news is kind of varying, too, and you're actually, again, an expert. I have James Conner and Michael Thomas on the <laughs> team. So, um, for right now, like, you could do, like I said, various things. You could shop him for whatever you could get if you don't think he's going to come back and be, like, as effective later on this season. But, like, obviously, you could be held hostage, and you don't want to get a sour deal. So, for my case, I'm going to hold on to him. Um, I've been doing this fantasy podcast for you with 81 episodes and I sure damn sure have a bench option that I could put on there. And, um, I think like, especially maybe in a non PPR league, you should like look to trade him just because like, that's like a significant cog that's going to be out of your lineup. It's not like he carries as much value because he's not getting as many, uh, receptions counted towards his, uh, fantasy points. Yeah. I mean, I'd run a hold him still, unless you can really get a great trade for him. I don't think anyone's going to give that to you right now, unfortunately. You're kind of just stuck with him and hope that, you know, if he goes on IR for at least, you know, that three-week period, that's the best-case scenario, unless he obviously just plays. But uh, if he can just rest it for three weeks and then come back and be healthy, hopefully, by then, that's what you're looking for in my eyes. I mean, you could try to trade him. I I just don't know what you're going to get that you're going to be comfortable. Like, hey, like, unless someone's offering me, like, Devontae Adams out of it, mostly, or maybe maybe Julio... I just don't really want a part of that right now. So, 
Uh, you know, hold them if you can. If you can't, you know, make that big move. I mean, it's always fun to make a move sometimes. So, yeah, it's it sucks to see star players go down early, but you know, someone had to. So, but it it is what it is. So, uh, that's the end of our new segment for this evening. Today's podcast is presented to you by Podgo. Podgo is the easiest way for you to monetize your podcast, providing podcasters with a flat rate for ad space, so you always know how much you get when you include an ad from Podgo. Comply today and become a member and immediately connect with advertisers that fit your audience. That's podgo.go at p-o-d-g-o dot c-o. Podgo. Guys, it's give it worth a shot. Give it a try. And we're over to our Thursday night preview, guys. Uh, This week, the Cincinnati Bengals head to the Cleveland Browns for a Thursday night division preview. And Jibs, I'll ask you the first question here. What are you looking forward to for these two teams this week? I want to see these two teams establish their offense. They're both young quarterbacks, uh, rookie in, uh, I guess, third year, going into his third year with Baker Mayfield. And we both saw them last week just kind of just, but he played as suspect uh, as well as I would expect them to. But Mayfield is just like something else. I just can't get a good read on him. And I guess the main like fantasy point I want to see this week in relation to Baker Mayfield is getting Odell Beckham involved. Like if Landry's like kind of limited with his hip injury. And you're just left with Austin Hooper, Kareem Hunt, and Nick Chubb in the passing game or whatever. You have to get OBJ involved. If like he can't get OBJ involved tomorrow with the limited options he has at receivers, ah, it's, it's on it's on Mayfield in my eyes. Yeah, one hundred percent. This offense, Baker and Odell and Landry, they didn't get things going. I know Landry didn't practice this week. He's questionable for tomorrow, so something to keep your guys' eye on if you're uh, playing Landry this week. But they need to get that offensive moving in. They have two stud running backs that they did not use to their full potential last week. They need to get them going as well. Not just Cream Hunt, Nick Chubb too. Uh, they need to get both these guys moving and going right now. And I'm like, yeah, Joe Burrow just needs to establish himself. He didn't play bad last week against a pretty strong defense, I'd say. Uh, but they just need to get the ball moving in the air. He just needs to continue to improve on what he's doing. Joe Mixon needs to be a more efficient runner, uh, you know, 3.6 yards per carry this past week. We're going to talk about him soon, actually. Uh, yeah, that wasn't too great last week. So they need to just and just continue to develop to Burrow and get him going. So uh, it's going to be an interesting game. Probably not the funnest game, but there's a lot of fantasy-relevant players in this game. So, you know, that always keeps us intrigued for football. So, uh, but... Yeah. Also, it's like a uh, comment. Like, if you look at like all the players in this game, it's like it kind of seems like a flexible. Like, it's like all like the third options on your team that you're just like constantly going through in your lineup, saying, "Oh, who should who should I start?" Yeah. See, like, yeah, definitely. Like, it's all flex worthy. Besides, maybe Nick Chubb. Uh, everyone else is like a flex option at best. So it's like, do you really want to start these guys? I mean, well, maybe we'll. I mean, do you want to start most of these guys this week, Chips? If you have them. Starting Mixon and Cream Hunt t- tomorrow in one of my leagues because James Conner is hurt. Of course. And uh, Thomas is hurt too, so I'm lacking the flex. So it's ugly. I typically kind of don't like starting people on Thursday, but like given their roles in the offense, I, I, I need those touches. Yeah, so let me ask you guys, you just picked off your waivers like Naeem Hines, Malcolm Brown, 
maybe some guys who did really good last week, like Joshua Kelly. Um, let's see, who else might have been someone? Uh, out of those three right there, are you starting them over maybe guys like Nick Chubb, Kareem Hunt, or uh, Nick Joe Mixon? No, okay. Not, uh, not Mixon or Hunt. But I would give like some pause for Hines in a PPR league over oh, Nick Chubb. Okay. Yeah, no, that definitely does. That definitely makes somewhat of a sense, uh, compl- especially in PPR for sure. So, uh, but what about the wide receivers? So let me give you some guys here that maybe I can mention here: Odell and Landry. You know, Tyler Boyd, AJ Green. I mean, are you starting guys like? I'm trying to think of someone off the off the top of my head right now, like. Uh, let's see, maybe some youngsters who did really good last week, like guys like, um, well, Anthony Miller, C.D. Lamb, maybe Emmanuel uh, uh, Sanders who's doing really good. Uh, are you starting guys like that maybe over these guys? I would consider it when you get towards the, um, we'll say Landry Boyd range. Mm-hmm. Like if I do have an option that I feel that has a better matchup than these guys, I would consider those and let's say you have odell and aj green who are you starting oh <laughs> <laughs> you're gonna talk about one of them later today but i figured this is the time to talk about these guys now nah, i'll definitely still go with obj yeah the fact that he saw 10 targets still the, the offense needs to improve i would do it too personally i mean aj green definitely would be it's like neck and neck almost honestly if you wanted to go aj green over odell beckham i wouldn't hate you for it so uh, not a bad option there overall, but that's the end of the Thursday night preview, guys. Hopefully, you guys pick your players again. You're here tomorrow, probably on Twitter. Don't start them in your flex spot this week, even though they're flex options. Don't start them in your flex spot. Uh, start them in your mains. So you know it's Thursday, guys. Well, it's Wednesday for us. It starts and sits for us, you know. And we're gonna do something similar to last week. We're gonna come over some busts. We're gonna do some sleepers, and then we're just gonna have an open discussion about certain players. And and I have a whole bunch of questions for me and Jibs to kind of answer for you guys to help you with your fantasy week. So Jibs, we'll start with you. We'll start with the running back position. Who is your first bust of the week? Uh, my first bust for the running back position is going to be Malcolm Brown, just because he's a perceived starter for the Rams. But I'm just going to just include like all the Rams running backs. Um, for me, um, I think it's possible that the Rams wanted to run so much on Sunday night it was to negate uh, Dallas' superior defensive pass rush. So they did rack up 124 yards from all their running backs, but I believe the Eagles' defensive line is more suited to stand up to the run. Even for what it's worth, I just felt like watching the, the football team last week that the Eagles' defensive line were just exploding before behind the line of scrimmage and uh, racking up these uh, negative plays but um, they only allowed about 63 rushing yards last week. I know uh, they've been getting a lot of flack about their offensive line, but I think that's going to be a strong suit for uh, the Philadelphia Eagles defense. And I think the Rams are going to just be able to open up the passing game more often because that's where they could definitely attack that defense. Yeah, no, I, I don't hate that one at all. A lot of people are definitely uh, talking about Malcolm Brown after he was, of course, a big pickup this week. But his matchup... And I think he's probably, if you want to go with him, you're okay. But you're right, you know, the Eagles, you know, they kind of shut down the Redskins running game pretty well. And they've done that all last year as well. So uh, that could be a game where they have 
probably a lot less rushing than I think both what uh, Brown and Akers had like 14 plus carries. I don't think that happens this it's week. Like 30 between them. Yeah, two. so I, I think they get back in the passing game volume this coming week. That passing game wasn't really hot. It was pretty cold. So that, I think that can jump back up for sure this week. And going over to my first one, it's Melvin Gordon, guys. Uh, yeah, he had a pretty decent week one against a pretty good Tennessee defense. You know, he ranked up about seven, uh, 70 yards on the ground. But and everyone's like, oh, well, Philip Lindsay's out. You know, we just kind of mentioned that. Well, yeah, Philip Lindsay's out, but he's also versing the Pittsburgh Steelers in Pittsburgh. And we saw Monday night uh, how, how strong Pittsburgh run defense is. They tore down Saquon Barkley, six yards on the day for him. And, you know, Gordon, before he even he was, you know, the main guy, Philip Lindsay was still getting the ball more than him. Uh, I think they, they kind of move, you know, Royce Freeman in if, if Lindsay is out. Royce Freeman wasn't horrible last year, so... And Gordon wasn't that strong in the passing game week one. I mean, he had three targets, but they were all for three yards. So this steal is defense, especially in the front seven. They they can tear up things. So I think their best chance is probably airing it downfield a little bit more. And I think Gordon could end up being uh, a bad play for you guys this coming week. So. And Jibs, over to your second one. My second running back bust this week taking a little bit of my notes. I'm going to change it up on you, Steve. I gave you a guy, but I wanted to spice it up a little bit. Okay. So it's going to be Christian McCaffrey. Ooh, And I'm okay. not telling you to sit him by any means. I know he's your push pick in the majority of fantasy leagues. But since Todd Bowles came into town, I believe it's in 2019, he's had his number. Uh, they couldn't take him out completely in those two games, but he only averaged 68 rushing yards on 38 carries last year against a buff stiff run defense. Obviously, since uh, Christian McCaffrey is an exceptional pass catcher, he should bear well no matter what. Uh, we obviously saw last week with um, Alvin Kamara, he was able to make some uh, catches and whatnot too. So I just believe Christian McCaffrey is going to have lower expectations this week. I'm not expecting like any like 25-plus boom game from him, but he's going to be a little bit closer to the earth or closer to the fantasy pack this week. Yeah, man, that Jibs, that's a big take, but you're right. You know, we talked about the Bucks' defense versus their run game. They were one of the only teams that really stopped McCaffrey last year. So you're right, don't you can't sit him, but you may have to lower expectation if you may want to throw some uh, high, uh, high floor players this week or, you know, boom players this week because McCaffrey could end up not giving you that high floor that we're used to seeing from him week in and week out. So. Not a bad pick there. I get that one. So uh, mine is another stud, and this Joe Mixing, as we kind of mentioned him early in the uh, Thursday night preview. But if you guys are starting him, I'd be slightly concerned uh, just because the Cleveland Browns, while they might have got blown out by the uh, Baltimore Ravens last week, they held the Ravens rushing to a minimum, and the Ravens were our number one rushing team last year. I mean, I think they held them combined, Lamar Jackson, Mark Ingram, J.K. Dobbins, at the Gus Edwards, all into 100 yards combined. And last week, Joe Mixon, I mean, he with 3.6 yards per carry, didn't look that great out there. It could be a game where he ends up not playing well and the Bengals are behind. And even in the passing game, he had very minimal involvement. Gio Bernard was still very involved in that game. So to, to me, you may have to start him, but I'd be really hesitant to want to start him. Like, like to be honest, I may consider starting a guy like Naeem Hines over him, but you know he's going to see the carries though, so he may want to just start him on that note. But just be somewhat concerned that he may not have that kind of game that you're thinking that he has is supposed to be for RB one. 
All right. And now we'll go over to the sleepers for the week, guys, who we, you know, who are low in the rankings, but could end up having a real good week. So, Jibs, who's your first one? My first one is going to be Zach Moss for the Buffalo Bills. He's going against the Miami Dolphins last week. I mean, this week. And um, quite frankly, I just like the opportunity I saw from him last week. He pretty much had, I guess, an even kind of workload with Devin Singletary. Obviously, the Bills look like they taking a little little step on offense. So I think they're going to um, move up and down the field pretty seamlessly against the Dolphins. I, I know the Dolphins definitely made improvements in their defense, but that was more on the secondary side. And obviously, since <laughs> it seems like last year, they had a little problem stopping the run. So I think the Bills is going to do a lot of damage on the ground and uh, – and it just seems like to me, it could be one-game sample size, though, but Zach Moss definitely had some of the, the better touches, the more, uh, the more touches that will give you points, so the higher-value touches than uh, Devin Singletary did. So he's a low-end guy, low-end RB3 that could definitely surprise fantasy managers this week. Yeah, no, again, I don't want to talk nice things about players who the Dolphins are playing, but yeah, Zach Moss, even Devin Singletary, to be honest, are both very flex-worthy options this week, for sure. I mean, the Dolphins, I think that's the thing that's still their big bugaboo is that they haven't been able to stop the run, and then you saw that last week with the Patriots, so uh, even Josh Allen, I think, is a, a great start, guys. If you're starting, you better start Josh Allen almost over anybody this week besides maybe Dak, Lamar, and uh russell and obviously mahomes so i think he's barely the fifth guy off the board you could argue he's the top three guys this this week so uh that was a great play there jibs and going over to my first one it's antonio gibson and this one's a more of a deeper sleeper this week you know he had his very first game last week you know average four yards per carry you know he had nine carries didn't play all that much had a decent outing only 26 percent of the snaps but again it was his first game he's a rookie uh, this offense is still trying to figure out who they are, and they versus the Car- uh, the Cardinals, who, you know, they let some rushing up last week against the 49ers. I know the 49ers are a real good run team, but they allowed, you know, passing. They allowed, you know, Raheem Most to have that big play in the passing game. So, Mixon, not mixing, I'm sorry, Antonio Gibson, you know, he's a dual-threat guy, and I don't know if that changes, that they're going to maybe mix him in more this coming week, you know, trying to get his feet wet. And now let's get him in there more. Let's see what he's able to do. He played much better than a guy like Peyton Barber, even though Peyton Barber had the fantasy numbers. So Gibson could be a sleeper this week that ends up having a, you know, a top 25 uh, running back a week this week. So, um, yeah, Antonio Gibson is my first sleeper for the week. Great, that pick a lot. Thank you, sir. And going over back to your second sleeper for the week. My second sleeper is not sexy at all, but I'm just another guy that had uh, some ample opportunity last week, and it's going to be Latavius Murray for the New Orleans Saints. Uh, what I got on him. So, obviously, looking at the game log last week, I wasn't expecting Latavius Murray to lead uh, the Saints' backfield in uh, carries last week. He had 15 carries, modest uh, 40-something, 41 yards, I think, against the Bucks tough run defense, but he's going against the Oakland Raiders last, this week, and obviously they faced Christian McCaffrey last week, who is a fantasy god, but they allowed 25 points to the running backs, and they also gave like two touchdowns. I think, especially with the Michael Thomas hampering, that these uh, touchdowns that the Saints are going to be trying to get are going to be probably more going towards the, run, the running backs. Alvin Kamara included. So I think Latavius Murray could just actually fall into a touchdown this week. 
Okay, no, I definitely understand your sleeper take on that. I don't 100% agree, but if they continue to run the ball like we saw last week, absolutely. Um, you know, my biggest concern was that most of his carries ended in the fourth quarter, which when they were, I would say, a, a decent lead ahead of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Uh, so that was something that kind of concerned me, that they kind of just went to him because why overwork Kamar if he wasn't really performing that well? But you're right, you know, this team could just lean on the run backs easily, and, you know, the Raiders gave up rushing yards last week, so easy touchdown for maybe Latavius Murray that you could throw in your flex spot this week. Mm-hmm. And I, I put him there because I know, like, a lot of fantasy owners drafted the handcuffs in the, I guess, like, round 10 range and on, mm-hmm. so like, he'll be an option that's on your bench that maybe you could just start up without having to go with a waiver wire. Yeah, 100%. I completely agree. And let's go to mine. Um, my guy is Ronald Jones this week, guys. My second sleeper. You know, he played really well last week, and I mentioned this on Monday. He looked good out there. You know, looked strong, got involved in the passing game, 71 yards against a pretty stout uh, Saints defense. And we kind of saw what his role was. I mean, he only played like 47% of the snaps, which what isn't great. But they're going up against the uh, Carolina Panthers this week, who allowed uh, uh, Josh Jacobs for three rushing touchdowns last week. Not the best yardage, but rushing touchdowns for sure. So if they want to keep the ball out of Brady's hands too often, because I think that offense is still not clicking the right way, they may lean on a guy like Ronald Jones this week and just allow him to rack up the yardage. And I think he's going to see at least 15-plus carries this week and, and be really well for you in fantasy. You can throw in your flex spot. Now, you may ask about Leonard Fournette. I don't think I'm sold yet to want to start him this week. I'd give it another week to see if he really gets more involved. I think he had like eight snaps last week, and he had five carries for five yards, and not something that I'm thrilled to want to throw in my lineup this week. But uh, it's definitely someone you hold on to. So, And now we go to the open discussion round, guys. Um, so, Jibs, I'm going to throw questions at you. We'll come to both answer them. And we'll start with the first one. I mean, Saquon Barkley, you starting him again this week against that uh, uh, Bears defense? You betcha. All right, because he was luckily enough he got his passing volume in, or he was going to be a really bad start against that Steelers yeah, it was defense. Last week we talked about him briefly. We were like, yeah, like, that defense is pretty stiff, uh, and that O line isn't great. And oh my god. Yeah, uh, you guys still start him. I mean, it, it, if it was the Steelers again, I'd maybe say if you had another option. I mean, unless you got you, unless you were in PPR, got you twelve fantasy points tops. So, yeah, it wasn't a good week, but you know, AP put up uh, 94 yards against the Bears' defense last week, so uh, I think Barkley can do that at least this week. So uh, We still have faith in Mark Ingram, Jibs, after one really bad week. I have faith in him, but he's definitely going to be looking uh, from the bench of my lineups this week. Yeah, I'm not a huge fan. I mean, I think he's going to be okay if you want to flex him. I don't have 100% confidence in him yet. I mean, you know, we saw the Houston Texans get shredded on the ground, uh, but Dobbins could end up being in the starting lineup more. I mean, would you start Dobbins this week if you had a chance? If I had a chance, I see a lot of fantasy managers doing it. I still wouldn't do it. I wanted to let the situation play out a little bit more, but we could see the upside from him, though, too. Yeah, I mean, he took a lot of the red zone carries, which is something surprising that I didn't think he was going to get early on. I honestly would maybe throw out Dobbins. If I'm looking to make a big splash, Dobbins could make that big splash. Mark Ingram is more like a safe play, but I'm not comfortable making him as one of my starters this week as a flex option. So, um, And what about some of the pickups? Like guys like Joshua Kelly, you know, we talked about Naeem Hines, Benny Snells. Are all these guys starts for you this week? Uh, Kelly, 
if you're like really in a pinch and you want to flex and go ahead, I still think that you got to be in a pretty uh, deep league. I think like I'll say 14 teams or deeper. Mm-hmm. Um, Hines definitely you could start him up in a. Yeah, I think he he could be a RB two like a RB two high end RB three going forward. So he's definitely going to be a flex option for you, especially in PPR leagues. And uh, did you mention one more? And Betty Snell. Betty Snell. If he starts, if Connor doesn't play this week, I'd definitely roll him out in the lineup. Yeah, no, I would 100% do it too. I, I Hersey probably close to 20 carries this week if he is the starter. If, if James Connor plays, you know. Now, if James Connor plays, are you comfortable starting James Connor? No. No, okay. And so I probably wouldn't want to start either one of them this week if they were both on the field because they just don't know what you're going to get. Uh, but if Snell's out, if, ben, if James Conner's out, I definitely would start Snell. Hines, yeah, he's a definitely uh, PPR machine that's a good flex option. And Joshua Kelly, yeah, I wouldn't start him yet. Um, you know, it's one week. Jo- um, I can't think of his name. Uh, Jackson. Justin Jackson. Justin Jackson. He got hurt last week, so that's kind of why you know you saw Kelly have a bigger role. So I wouldn't really want to start him. Uh, what about some of the rookies? Can they make some you know week two noise? Like I think you already said Acres is a sit. Uh, I kind of mentioned uh, Gibson, but what about DeAndre Swift? Is he someone that you would want to start this week? Oh, he got he got significant usage last week, although he didn't touch catch that touchdown pass. So I want to say like significant, significant more than Carry On Johnson. So AP handled most of the rushes. Uh, Swift, I think he's going to ride the bench again, but there is some promise there. Another week to see what happens before you want to start him. Yeah, like, still, it's too early for me. We're split. Gotcha, understood. And what about the Bears running backs? Montgomery, yeah. Cohen, starters? Mm, I'd start Montgomery. Start him, but I'd start I, Montgomery, I'd but I wouldn't. With Montgomery. I'd start you're Montgomery. Get, you're getting 15 carries at least. Like, I may not start like Cohen, though. Like, you're going to get 19 carries. What are you going to do with him? That's true. That's true. Uh, I probably would only start Cohen if it was full point PPR this week. He didn't really catch too many balls last week, so a little concerning. But very strange. Uh, and I think we mentioned Miles Sanders. If he starts, you're starting him. Yep. All right. What about Bart Scott if Miles Sanders is out? Bart Scott. Bart Scott. Boston Scott. <laughs> Boston Scott. I'm sorry. <laughs> okay. Boston Scott. No. No. If Miles Sanders is out, no Boston Scott. If Miles Sanders is out. Nah, I'm good with that still. I would consider it as a maybe a flex option. I wouldn't be comfortable with it though. Sanders, I definitely would start if he's out there. He's gonna play for sure. So you saw Zeke have a great game last week. Marie um, Mosa had a really big blow up game last week. Uh, but do you start him against the Jets, who kind of shut down the running backs of the Bills last week? Yeah, you still gotta give him a go. Yeah, I agree. You guys still gotta give him a go. I'm a little concerned, but. Just because Tevin Coleman didn't really play much, and it, it had to maybe do with that sickle cell trait that he does own and the air quality in San Francisco last week. But I think you still have to roll him out as a flex option. And then are we sitting... Do they play in New Jersey? They play in New Jersey, yes. Oh, well, the air quality in North Jersey isn't good either. Oh, it's not that great. <laughs> <laughs> this is true. This is very true. Um, and then lastly, do you start any Miami Jets running backs? Miami or Jets running backs? Yeah. 
Miles Gaskin. I'm not starting anyone. I'm not starting him. Miles Gaskin. I'm not starting anybody. Yeah, you don't start these. You don't start anybody on either of those teams. I don't care if you just say guys. So uh, let's get into the wide receivers now. Um, same concept, guys. Jibs, who's your first bust? Marquise Brown, and Ooh. I'm just gonna follow with the plan that uh, Houston, or the plan, but the tendencies from the Houston Texans last week. So we saw that Tyree Kill was basically almost like a ghost till he caught that touchdown pass in the fourth quarter. So I think Houston's gonna do the same thing to um, Marquise Brown. Like obviously they're not gonna want to get beat by the deep threat. They're gonna put the safety over top with someone covering them and let them just take what they can in the middle of the field, be it if that's Andrews or Willie Sneed or something like that. So I'm not – like, I think Marquise Brown's going to have a decent game because Houston did let up uh, 125 yards or so to the wide receivers last week. But I know Marquise Brown's a one-man show, and I don't think he's going to be uh, the one to beat the Houston Texans this week. Yeah, you know, we mentioned Mark Ingram and Dobbins, but it could be really much a more of a rushing team than a guy like Marquise Brown getting – what he did last week so he had a great week too i can't give it can't go wrong with that so definitely a great one there 54 yards to receivers sorry okay but. yeah no, i like that one um and mine is stefan diggs guys uh yeah stefan diggs had actually pretty decent first game with the buffalo bills but it was against the new york jets whose secondary is not that good right now and now they go into miami right now and miami yes i'm a little biased I, you could say but i'm not that biased miami secondary was really good they held the new england patriots down you know it was the run game that kind of led to their demise and basically just cam newton on his own basically just won that game by himself but uh they held him under 200 passing yards and josh allen hasn't had the best games always in miami so uh, Miami could end up holding you know guys like Stefan Diggs and John Brown to minimal games and not something that you thought would be oh gotta start Stefan Diggs so uh, it's a bit of a caution to the wind with when it comes to Stefan Diggs this week and Jibs your second bust second bust is gonna be Jamison Crowder for the New York Jets oh how can I talk about the number like seventh break like wide receiver in fantasy like that but like you pointed out Monday Crowder definitely got his stat line got bailed out by that 69 yard touchdown. And besides that, if you want to take that off the board, it's just going to be a meaninglessly like Jameson Crowder day. You're going to get six or seven catches, probably 60 yards or so. And I just think San Fran's defense is going to be even more better than the defensive front they faced for the Buffalo Bills last week. So basically, my like lack of confidence in Crowder for him busting this week has more depended on Sam Darnold. I think he's going to crumble under pressure when that elite defensive line gets to him this week. Yeah, it's pretty hard to to want to sit Crowder because he's such heavily targeted. The San Francisco 49ers do are really good at covering the slot role, though, so that could cause for some demise. I'd probably personally start him, Jibs, just because I think the target share is just adequate enough for him to be somewhat relevant, but uh, yeah, there is a fairly caution that if you could take that approach, guys, he's definitely oh, not the sure. safest play this start week. start all these guys. I'm just saying they might not just... Play. Yeah, of course. Yeah, you're probably starting a lot of these guys, but just caution to the win. I get you. I get you. Um, my guys definitely are starting him no matter what, it almost seems what, but it's Tyree Kill, guys. It's Tyree Kill. Yes, that sounds weird saying a bust of Tyree Kill, but let me tell you what Tyree Kill has done in eight games, averaged in eight games with the Los Angeles Chargers. He's averaged in eight games... He's averaged three receptions, 62 yards, and half a touchdown. 
that doesn't sound like a hard wide receiver one performance this week to me. That's for sure. He's not been really good at stopping them. We saw last week the, their defense is really strong. Uh, he could end up being kind of lost once again in this offense, which would really hurt our fantasy teams right now. But uh, you're probably going to start him. But yeah, um, playing on the road doesn't help either. Yeah, it's definitely somewhat of a cons- big concern for me. But you're probably going to end up having to start him because he's one of your best players on your team probably. But he could end up having a really bad week. History shown. So, uh, Jibs, we'll go to your sleeper one, your first sleeper of the evening. Yeah, this is just a starting to win, but it's going to be Emmanuel Sanders with Michael Thomas set to miss a couple of weeks with that uh, high ankle sprain. And it just goes with the path to target. So if um, Drew Brees doesn't have his number one receiver, I just think Emmanuel Sanders could definitely slot in. Not as efficient as Michael Thomas, per se, but I think he'll just have some decent volume moving forward. The Raiders also allowed uh, 212 yards and a touchdown to the Panthers wide receivers last week. So even though Drew Brees couldn't get off to his like staple like starts that he normally does, I think they're going to be uh, more willing to throw the ball this game, and hopefully Sanders will come out with a decent stat line as a lower-ranked wide receiver. Yeah, I definitely like Sanders a lot this week. I mean, especially if Michael Thomas definitely doesn't play. Uh, you know, he did see like four red zone targets, I believe, or opportunities last week. So, I mean, he's definitely evolved in the red zone. So that could bode well for some touchdowns for him this week. So I, I definitely like that one there, Jibs. And my first one is C.D. Lamb, guys, the rookie from the Dallas Cowboys. He had a great first game. I, I can't lie. He And he even told, he told the reporters that like it wasn't even that good. He was disappointed in himself. So you know this kid can do more than that. And the fact that he put up, you know, some 59 yards on five receptions, and he had six targets. He had the second most targets on the team. You know, this kid's going to be involved. And with Blake Jarwin now out for the season, it's going to just see more targets to these top three. And CeeDee Lamb is actually, I think, moving forward right now, in my eyes, a guy you're flexing almost every single week now because this offense is so high-potent. Uh, that they're going to see targets consistently in. So against Atlanta, uh, who gave up lots of passing yards last week to the Seattle Seahawks, Dallas should be able to do that once again. And now, Jibs, your second one, my friend. Oh, man. I want to ad-lib, and I'm going to go with uh, Paris Campbell, actually, Steve. Okay. Um, the slot receiver for the Indianapolis Colts. I love that. And I just – we saw Philip Rivers – and the gang throw a whopping 40-plus times last week. I know some of that um, passing volume is going to go down. I know they're going to want to run the ball a little bit more. But still, I just liked what I saw from Paris Campbell. He caught six catches for 71 yards and started off the game pretty hot. So um, I think he could have a decent uh, path to opportunity moving forward. And there's no knock to T.Y. Hilton, but I just think – He's more suitable for Philip Rivers than the older T.Y. in the offense. Oh, yeah. Uh, Paris Campbell had a great week. Nine targets last week. Love to see that. Yeah, I think he's going to see a pretty big role in this offense with a guy like Philip Rivers. Minnesota gave up plenty of uh, receiving points in fantasy last week, as we all know. So I really like to start a guy like Paris Campbell this week for sure. Uh, my f- second sleeper is Anthony Miller, guys. Uh, Anthony Miller, you know, didn't start off that strong in the game, but finished very strong in the fourth quarter. Kind of caught that touchdown, that almost game-winning touchdown, basically. But uh, we saw the, the Giants last week just gave up a ton of passing yards to their to the Steelers wide receivers, and 
Uh, I expect that this uh, Bears offense can do something with the ball in, in Mitch's hands, and I think Anthony Miller is going to continue to see a big target share in this offense because he's really that talented. So uh, I really like him to kind of take those next steps uh, this coming week. So, And now we go to the open discussion section of the wide receivers, Jibs, and let's do this one a little quickly here. Uh, you starring Woods and Cup against the Eagles this week? I'll fire them up. Fire them up. I like them both as well, too. I'm sticking with that. And we already mentioned Paris Campbell is a wide receiver you want to start, but is T.Y. still a wide receiver you want to start? Yeah, he was flex-worthy, but that's about it for me. Yeah, he's not a sexy pick right now. I don't think he really fits in with a guy like Phillip Rivers, but he's a flexible option, especially with a good matchup. Uh, Denver's wide receivers against Pittsburgh, you know, as we saw the Giants actually played pretty decent, or at least Darius Slayton did. Um, you know, are you starting Jerry Judy? Are you starting Cortland Sutton if he plays? No. No? I'd probably sit both these guys, too, if I if I can, for sure. I wouldn't want to start him this week just because, well, Sutton because of coming off injury and then Judy, I just think that he's going to see a lot of extra coverage if Sutton doesn't play, or if even if he does, I don't think it's going to be that great. Um, Kenny G, if he plays, uh, do you want to start him? Nope. No. All right. What about Marvin Jones? And uh, what about a sleeper like guy like Quintus Cephas, who saw 10 uh, targets last week? Quintus. Uh, I'll, I'll definitely flex Marvin Jones. Quintus Cephas. And it's like a dart. He's a dart throw, but, like, we saw what he couldn't. If he caught, like, majority of those targets, that he got ten, a whopping 10 targets last week. If he definitely made do on those, he could have had a good day. So he's definitely on the radar yeah marvin jones you start if you're looking for like a big upside play who could pull out big for you cepus is definitely a guy i would rule to and what about some struggling players kind of we kind of talked about boyd already uh, but do you start boyd do you have boyd if i have him i will start sterling shepherd not with confidence not with confidence and aj brown Start your studs. Yeah, uh, you have to start AJ Brown. Definitely against the Jags, still. I mean, yeah. Sterling Shepard definitely don't have that much confidence in right now. Uh, Tyler Boyd, I'm definitely starting still. I, I'm not thinking week one was just a it was a fluke. And oh, a couple other ones I forgot. Uh, Julian Edelman. Mm. I don't know what he did last week, but now it's not popping out to me. No, I can tell you exactly what he did real quickly here because I have it up. And Julian Edelman. He put up five catches for 57 yards, and then he had a run for 23. Oh, wow. Nah. No? Okay, okay. I, I mean, I guess you could flex him. I mean, the, the Falcons did up, put up big passing yards last week. I don't know if Cam's going to do that, but, I mean, I definitely don't feel comfortable starting a guy like Edelman. Eagles wide receivers. Sit them all. Raiders wide receivers. You said Raiders? Yes. Uh Okay, uh, I mean, Henry Ruggs, not. Henry Ruggs against the Saints? Okay. I'd probably sit the Raiders this week. I'd still probably give a shot at a guy like Deshaun Jackson this week to do something maybe. But, uh, yeah, I'm not comfortable starting a lot of these wide receivers. And then uh, do these people who kind of broke out last week, uh, do you want to start guys like Sammy Watkins, uh, Darius Slayton, Marquez Valdez, Scantley, Alan Lazar, Russell Gage? Slayton, I'll give a start to Gage. Like a three wide receiver, like 12 PPR, 12 team P- PPR, half PPR league, I'll give him a start. Scantlin and Lazard, 
I think I'll sit those guys still because I want to see how that uh, those those two kind of like split the or battle out a wide receiver. Mm-hmm. And I think I'm missing two. Uh, I said why wow, Sammy Watkins or Russell Gage. Uh, I, I said Gage uh, Watkins. I, I think you can start him. It's not gonna be pretty. It's not week one, but you can start him. Yeah, after that performance and the way that you know the Chargers would lock down maybe Tyree Kill, I would consider starting him. Slayton, I'm definitely starting. I wouldn't start MVS with confidence. I'd start Lazar with confidence because I did like him a lot in free agency or all the offseason, so I would consider giving him another start this week. Russell Gage, probably not just because of the defense that they're versing in the Cowboys. I still don't know if he's going to have another 100-yard game like that for a couple weeks. And then lastly, um, Brandon Cooks. Are we okay to start Brandon Cooks again? Yeah. Not with confidence, but I'd probably sit him. Rolls out. I'd sit him if I could. I I would definitely sit him this week if I if I had a shot. So uh but we'll move over to tight end now. Uh we'll give you, you know, Jibs, give me your one tight end bust of the week. I think it's going to be Noah Fan because and it could change given if uh, Corbin Sutton plays or not, but like, he definitely had an awesome Monday night football performance. But the Steelers' defense will be there to game plan him, game plan for him, and I think they will take him out the game and force Drew Locke to actually make uh, competent passes to the wide receiver position. They held Evan Ingram, a uh, tight end that we all pretty much drafted like in the 6-8 to eight range to measly two catches. And I think if they could do that to Ingram, I think Noah Fant could be in um, a precautious predicament. Yeah. This week. Yeah, no. Uh, I don't hate it. If I had a better option, I would start him, but I wouldn't hate starting him. I think you just, I think he'll see enough volume to be okay, but I would probably want to go a different direction if I could. Um, my bust of the week is Hayden Hurst. Uh, again, another huge offseason guy everyone seemed to like, and week one was big disappointment. You know, I still have faith that he could turn it around, but, uh, you know, in week two here, I mean, Tyler Higbee didn't really have a good game, and he played, like, a lot and saw decent targets. Uh, I just don't think Hayden Hurst is going to see enough target share to really do his work, unless it's, unless that one week was a fluke. Uh, that's why I'm kind of hesitant to start him. I mean, you seem like you may have to if you went with him as your main tight end, but... Uh, another like Noah Fon, I'm like not pleased to start him, but I will if I have to. So, and we go to your sleeper jibs. Uh, this one's gonna be Jonu Smith again. Jonu. Uh, so I think maybe all the Jaguar games are gonna be shootouts, but every time these two teams meet, it seems like it's usually a slaughter by the Tennessee Titans. Jaguars typically get bludgeoned by a 90. 90 plus yard Derrick Henry run or catch or something like that. But I, I'm just not going to be surprised if he matches his output from last week. He caught four catches for 36 yards, recorded a touchdown. And maybe I'm buying a little bit to Ryan Tannehill. I just can't. <laughs> it hurts me to say that. But like we see AJ Brown a little hampered up. We saw Corey Davis have a resurgent game last week. I think some of those things could come in line, and I still think Jody Smith could be a viable option. He's still on waivers for fantasy managers to uh, use in the upcoming weeks of the season. Okay, yeah, no, I absolutely I like Jody Smith too, so I, I like that pick a lot there for sure. Um, going over to my guy here now, 
Uh, it's Logan Thomas, guys. I think he's a big sleeper option this week. I mean, Logan Thomas can, uh, you know, people talk about him, oh, Logan Thomas could be the tight end star. I'm like, okay, who cares, though? But, I mean, he came out and, you know, he had eight targets. He had only caught four of them. He had 37 yards and a touchdown. Not horrible. And now he gets to go against the, you know, uh, Arizona Cardinals, who, you know, we know over his, their career, or not career, but over the last season, that weren't that great at defending tight ends. Uh, they have Patrick Peterson on the outside, so that may lock down Tyree McLaurin a little bit. So a guy like Logan Thomas could end up seeing another eight target share and actually have a pretty good fantasy week. I mean, you know, 37 yards and a touchdown, that's like a top 10 performance right there, almost in fantasy for a tight end. So uh, I like Logan Thomas as an option. I also like um, Ian Thomas, too, guys. Uh, he didn't really do that well last week, and he may not do ever really well. I don't really have much faith in him, but he does versus the, the Bucks, who we know have been really bad against tight ends. We saw Jared Cook have 80 yards on five catches, so it's like a Ian Thomas is more of that like deep sleeper. Uh, but I wouldn't be surprised if he had a top 15 performance this week. So, and a couple open discussions here. Um, you know, are you okay starting Dallas Goddard every week now or this week, Jibs? Yeah, I'll, I'll give him a consideration. Yeah, I would be okay starting him too. A little nervous, but I, I think the wide, as long as like Alshon and is out still, I would be okay starting him for sure. And what about some guys who were sleepers last year who kind of underperformed this first week, like Higby, Chris Herndon, Mike Gusecki? Do you want to start these guys? Mm. Yeah, I still roll with them. It's still early in the season. Yeah, I'd still probably start Higby, and I'd give Chris Herndon an opportunity. Get Mike Gusecki, I wouldn't be as comfortable with, but it, it could be okay. Mike, Chris Herndon had 37 yards against the Bills last week, so Mike Gusecki could see some, some, something similar. Again, they're not. I don't think they're big you know, tight end one performances, but they give you enough to get you by. Uh, do you start Kittle if he's hurt? Uh, I mean, do you start Kittle if he plays? You know he's hurt right now. Oh, I think I'll give a, a rollout. Yeah, I'd still probably start him too, just because if he plays, he means he's gonna be oh, he's 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 gonna he's gonna play then. Uh, That's so, a yeah, exactly. And what about a like a surprise pick, like a guy like Jordan Aikens this week? I wouldn't be mad at playing him. Yeah, he's kind of kind of a sleeper appeal to him. I mean, you know, David Joku got a touchdown last week, so uh, Jordan Aikens seems to be somewhat of an involvement in this offense that lacks weapons. Also, guys, start Hunter Henry. If you own Hunter Henry, please start him this week. He's been great, and he's going to continue to be good against the Chiefs defense who doesn't guard tight ends. Um, and now we'll go over to the quarterbacks. We'll finish it off. And, Jibs, who's your bust for the week? Carson Wentz. Ooh, that's your boy. Lane Johnson is due to come back at right tackle, but I still would advise fantasy managers to start Carson Wentz because even with Lane Johnson coming back, he is not stopping Aaron Donald. He plays right tackle. Aaron Donald's the D tackle. He's right in the face. So hopefully Jason Kelsey is going to put on his uh, his work shoes and get to work this week. But there's just no time for him to make his reads unless the Eagles go with like a very short passing operation. We saw last week on Sunday Night Football, they held Dak to a modest scheme. He was the, quarter, the 19th-ranked quarterback last week. And if you really want to start the 19th-ranked quarterback this week, with a worse offensive line, go ahead. But I'm just advised you not to start him. It's not going to be pretty this week. Aaron Donald going to eat Carson Wentz this week. He's going to eat him for dinner. That's what's going to happen, Jibs. Yeah, and I just, like, that got 17.6 points last week. I don't think Carson Wentz is going to get that. So. 
Yeah, I'm not comfortable starting Carson Wentz right now either. Um, my guy this week, uh, I went with Daniel Jones still. Um, you know, he had a pretty good week last week, so I give him somewhat credit on that. But, you know, the Bears did hold, like, Matthew Stafford to a minimal game last week. And Daniel Jones has been known. And he, he thought maybe, oh, her, you know, fix his turnover pros. Well, he had two, turn- two picks last week still. Uh, so he's definitely a turnover machine. He could end up having a good game. He could end up, I think someone mentioned this on TV, was like the Jameis Winston of this year now. Uh, and that's possible, but he continues to like throw picks. So I just would rather sit him against the in Chicago Bears this week. I believe they play in Chicago. So uh, it could be a really bad game for a guy like Daniel Jones, who just continues to turn the ball over. So Jibs, on to your sleeper. Go ahead. Uh, yeah, it's Ryan Tannehill. I just like the matchup, and I'm not sold at the Jaguars' defense at all. I'm sure the Titans are going to want to establish a run effectively this game, but I just have to go with the trends, man. And Ryan Tannehill has thrown multiple touchdown passes in eight straight games dating back to last year. And the, the Jags' defense isn't good. The Titans are going to want to get back on track or just stay on track effectively. So I think Ryan Tannehill is a Better option for fantasy managers is going to be on their waiver wire, especially over Carson Wentz. Yeah, no, I, I like Tannehill. He's performed actually really well, then I'm surprised. He still had a really good game last week against a pretty decent uh, Denver defense, so I don't hate that one. Uh, mine's going to be Mitch Trubisky, guys. I'm staying on the Mitch Trubisky train. You know, he almost failed me last week, but he ended up having a great game in terms of fantasy, at least. Um, and I think he can do it against against the New York Giants at home. You know, you saw last week Big Ben kind of you know torched him a little bit, and you know, I guess like I said, Master Mitch has weapons, and Mitch is good when he actually when he's actually playing on point. That just that he hasn't done that last year. So I'm giving him another go this week. I saw enough from that Giant secondary that he that Mitch, that Mitch Trubisky can do things with Allen Robinson and Anthony Miller this week. I'm cool. I'm comfortable starting him over a guy like Carson Wentz and Daniel Jones this week. So. Give me your Mitch all day. And then we go over to the open discussion for the quarterbacks, Jibs. There's only two really here. Start with the old heads. Are we okay starting Breeze, Brady, Rivers, and Big Ben this week? I'm good with... Yeah, we go with them all. Not expecting anything high, but I'm going to go with them all. I, yeah, I'm, I'm not expecting anything high. Um, I'm not sure on Breeze and Brady. I mean, I'm hoping they turn it around after some pretty poor, poor weeks last, last past week. Uh, I think Big Ben is, I think, solid enough. Rivers has a good matchup, so I would be okay, I guess, starting all of them. Breeze and Brady uh, scare me a little bit, but I guess we'll see if they that one week was just a pretty tough matchup for both of them to play. So, um, And then lastly, you know, Tyrod Taylor. Teddy Bridgewater. Yeah. Derek Carr. Yep. All right. I, I'd say yes to two of those as well. Teddy and Carr, I'd be okay. I wouldn't actually know. I think I'm just going with Teddy on this one, guys. I, I don't really want to start Carr personally, but, um, yeah, definitely not Tyrod either. So, And then one DFS streamer for the week, Jibs. The Bears. The Bears. We already mentioned it before about Daniel Jones. I like that. And I'm going with the Rams because of your quarterback pick this week. So those are the streamers of the week, guys. Uh, if you want to take a shot on a guy like team like Washington or Arizona, I wouldn't hate it as well. So those are definitely interesting options. But um, is there anything else, Jibs, you want to shout out there? Let's go. Week 
two. Week two is here, guys. It's going to start tomorrow. When you listen to this today, tomorrow, today night. Uh, so look forward to that. So let me just throw some things out there for you guys. Uh, if you haven't checked out our website, please do so at www.thefantasycoaches.com. We have uh, my uh, fantasy week one notes and trends that I just posted this afternoon. So go check that out. It's a lot of cool, fun detail that can like kind of help you like look at your team and analyze it a little bit more. So I'm going to be doing this throughout the season. Hopefully it's helpful for you guys. Also, please go check out our boy Justin or Coach Justin's uh, week two streamers out there. Uh, kind of some things we may have not have mentioned on here. Our boy Joe, Coach Joe, just threw up. Well, tomorrow he'll throw up on Thursday. He'll have up a week two snaps and pace report. So check that out. That's going to be really cool to look at. And uh, yeah, just continue to follow us throughout the season. Always here to help give you guys fantasy advice, whatnot. Uh, we actually got a brand new um, partnership with Thrive Fantasy. So uh, if you go onto our website, it will show it on there. I believe you know they'll match you for your first twenty when you use our promo code Coaches. So uh, definitely give them a try if you like daily fantasy, some player props. It's really cool, guys. And as always, please go follow us on Twitter at Coaches Fantasy. You can follow us on Instagram at The Fantasy Coaches, on YouTube at The Fantasy Coaches. You can follow me on Twitter at Coach Stephen P. You can follow me at Hot Take Honcho. And so give us a follow, guys. If you need help, we're here to help. Um, and hopefully you guys use this podcast to help you guys win your fantasy week. Uh, definitely let us know. And until next time, be safe, be healthy, and have a great one. The back is not far-fetched We got a couple of clock hands I've been feeling super duper How the heck they know the future Come with me, don't be a loser Grass is green like pooper scoopers Clueless analysts don't do the half of this In fact, I'm backing this by asking If y'all remember that tough act Interacting shh Like boom, running like zoom The highest and mightiest entered the room High off the knowledge, I'm feeling the fumes All players covered, it's nuts, it's legumes Opponents are doomed, and these are the facts I keep it 100 like I'm running track Listen up, Jack, I'ma head back, back to the blowing that, blowing that, blowing that, go.